0: hello and welcome to the royal tribe church podcast we are a church poised with the vision of enabling individuals to discover their identity in christ through sound biblical teaching the sermon you're about to listen to is part of a sermon series titled the kingdom by uche ojoku colossians 1:13 says for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves be blessed as you listen
1: the last few weeks we have talked about different aspects of this kingdom that we say we are from you know the bible told us that he took us out of darkness and into the kingdom of light so there is a kingdom of light that god has brought us into, there's a pre- there's a kingdom of light that he has taken us into, and we began to look at uh, things about this kingdom, and we looked at who the king of the kingdom is, and we looked at the currency of the kingdom, and last week we touched on the language of the kingdom, and today we want to take it further, even as we begin to round off this series um, this Sunday and even next as well, we want to look at the culture of the kingdom, we want to look at the culture. Where is the culture of this kingdom? Every nation and every so-called kingdom has a culture. There are certain things they do differently. You know, when you go to a nation, you kind of like want, sometimes want to blend into the culture of, the, of, of that nation. When you travel somewhere, you maybe see some things that are peculiar about them that are different from where you're from. It's a culture. It's maybe the way... Um, they handle things, maybe it's the kind of responses they give, maybe it's the way the attitude that they give uh, to certain things and so in this kingdom we also have a culture we want to start looking at the culture of the kingdom today and next week we'll continue this as well because irrespective of where you're from wherever you're from or wherever nation you're a citizen of has a culture you know Countries of some nations, they understand what cues are. Right? You queue when you want to go to, when you want to get somewhere, where maybe there's a crowd of people and you want to get something and all of you are getting queues. In some nations, there's nothing like that. In some nations, it's easier when you're driving, but in some other nations, it's nothing like that. Why? Because there's a culture around it. There's a culture in maybe the way they talk. There's a culture in the way they handle things. In the kingdom of God, there is also a culture. And when we understand the culture of where we are from, we're able to act like it. We're able to adapt to that culture of the kingdom of God we can't live our lives based on the culture of this world because the Bible has told us that we are not of this world so we can't just necessarily pick up the culture of this world and just live it as we like we need to understand the culture of the kingdom of God the kingdom that God has brought us into we established that we're not just waiting to go to heaven so we can start living no you have to start it from here you got to learn the culture from here, right now. We'll learn how the, kin- how the culture of the kingdom of God functions. And so we can begin to practice that culture right now. So when, even gets, when we even get to heaven, it's easier for us because we, under- we would understand the culture of heaven. Culture is a way of thinking that is shown in the way of living. It's the way that people think that is shown in the way they live. Matthew six thirty three tells us that we should seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything else will be added to us. The kingdom has a culture, and the kingdom, the culture of the kingdom, transcends all other cultures that we may have. The kingdom of God has a culture, and that culture transcends all other cultures that we may have want to talk about one primary culture that we have here in the kingdom of God one primary culture that we need to attribute to our lives one primary culture that we need to implement and put in our lives and take every single place that we go and that is the culture of community today I want to talk about the culture of community and so, Holy Spirit, I ask that you touch the heart of every single one, Lord God Almighty. Let your light that comes forth from your word, Lord God, illuminate every heart, O oh Lord, and let it bring about a transformation, Lord, in our lives in the name of Jesus. Touch hearts, Lord, and do only you can do, Lord, in the heart of every single one who hears this sermon, that your name alone will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to talk about the culture of community. And I look at... The word community. And I tried to check the definition of the word community. And this is what it said. It said it's a feeling of fellowship with others. As a result of sharing common attitudes, interests and goals. It says a feeling of fellowship with others. A feeling of fellowship with others. As a result of sharing common attitudes, interests and goals. Sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. God has created a community so we can be able to dwell together with common and shared attitudes, interests, and goals. We live in a kingdom that has shared and common attitudes, interests, and goals. Shared attitudes, interests and goals god has given us a community so that we can fellowship i love that word fellowship a feeling of fellowship a feeling of fellowship a place where you can share with one another a place where you not only get but you give a place where you can share mindsets together a place where you have a common set of goals meaning that you have a set of goals that okay look i want to seek god first and his kingdom right Our goal as Christians is to do what? Is to make heaven and to take as many people as we possibly can with us. The disciples of Jesus... When God, Jesus sent them out and Jesus said, you know, I'm giving you authority. And they went out there and they rushed back to him in so much excitement. They said, look, even the devils listen to us. We cast out, we cast out demons and devils and, you know, we heal the sick and we lay hands on these people and they're healed. And Jesus said, don't get too excited. Let, let that not just, you know, override your thinking on what we're doing here on the purpose of what all of this is. Jesus says to them, be more excited that your name is written in the book of life. So our common goal here is to do what is to make heaven, is to live a life and understand the kingdom of heaven right here on earth and start living that life even right here on earth. And that's our goal here, to build up our lives in a right way and have right standing before God, but to also tell us many people and take as many people together with us. But having that mindset continually for the rest of your life, Every single day. Maintaining that mindset. Building that mindset in yourself. Sometimes you need other people who can help you. And that's where fellowship comes in. That's where community comes in. The Christian journey was never for you to do it alone. The Christian journey was never for you to do it alone. You were never created just to be alone. We were all created for community. We were all created for community. The church itself was formed out of community. We see in Genesis 1, and I love this part of the scripture, it really got me thinking. The Bible told us that God had created what? The sun. He created the seas. He created the firmament. He created the birds. He created the fish of the sea. And one thing I love about God is God was always proud of his work. Glory to God. Always be proud of your work, to be honest. Proud of my singing. Whether you think I can sing or not, it's your own problem. But I know I'm proud of my singing. Glory to God. Demeji is here shaking his head like, don't do it, bro. But I love God because he was always proud of his work. And everything he created, he said it was good. The Bible said he created the seas. He made day and night and he looked at it and he said it was good. There was was something God created and he looked and he said, there's a problem here. The only thing we see in Genesis, in the whole of creation, that God created and said, hold on a second. There's a problem here bible said that god had created man and given man dominion over everything and adam got up and adam had a naming ceremony and adam was pretty much king of the whole land everything reported to adam the animals reported to adam every single thing that was on the air every single thing that was in the sea every single thing that was on the land reported to adam adam had complete authority over it but god saw a problem because in as much as Adam had all these animals around him, Adam could not have fellowship with these animals. Did Adam have a problem with God? No, Adam was also in perfect relationship with God. The Bible will say that sometimes God would come in the cool of the day and have a conversation with Adam. And they would talk with each other. So it wasn't like God, Adam had a problem in fellowshipping with God. So what was it here? You know, sometimes we go through life and we think, look, it's only me and God that matters. Hello? Sometimes we go through in life and we just think, look, you know, just me and God is fine. I don't like people. People are annoying. And frankly speaking, you're telling the truth. People are annoying. People are disappointed. Some will stab you in the back. Some will stab you in the front. They don't care. And it's easy to go through life and say, look, look, I'm just going to just do God. And no one else. And so I don't want no church community. I don't want no godly community. I just want to do me and God. That's exactly the point Adam was in. Adam was him and God. Well, and a lot of animals as well. But God still saw an issue with it. That's the first time we see in the Bible that God saw something of everything he said was good. This was the one thing he saw that there was a problem with. He looked at Adam and he said, it's not good for this man to be alone. God never created us to be alone. God has created each and every one of us for community. God has created each and every one of us for fellowship. And a primary culture, a primary culture, the kingdom of God, is community. Community. God created community so we could share with one another. We could share our victories together. We could rejoice. Share our victories together. We could also share our struggles together. That's what community is for. Where we grow, where we become stronger. Glory to God. For we said the reason why we don't all fall at the same time is so that the person who is standing can help the person who has fallen. You see, it's not about going around bragging that oh, I don't fall, I don't fall. The Bible said the righteous fall and they get what they get up. The problem is not falling. That's not the problem. Hello? The problem is not falling, but you've got to get up. But if you're the only one there, And you're fallen. Who can help you get up? But when you're in a group of community. Godly community. That share what? The same interests. The same attitudes. The same goals. You're in a godly community. That builds you up. When you fall. Someone else can stretch up their hand. And take you up. And when they fall. You also stretch out your hand. And lift them back up. Glory to God. That's what community is for. The Christian community is not one of shame. The Christian community is not one of blame. The Christian community is not one of condemnation. But it's one with love, one of giving, and one of growth. One of love, one of giving, and one of growth. I love that definition that I gave of community. It says a place of fellowship where you have shared attitudes, shared interests, and shared goals. Doesn't matter how long you've been saved, what have you been saved? 20 minutes, what have you been saved? 20 years. You must make sure that you have a community that you can immerse yourself in that has these three things. Shared attitudes, shared interests, and shared goals. When we come together as a Christian community, what do we do? It's not just so we could go to church together, it's so we could do life together. Because remember, it's a culture of the kingdom that we're living here. We don't just come together as a community so we could do church together. We don't just come together as a community so we could sing together. We don't just come together as a community so we could learn technical equipments together. No, it's a little bit more than that. A Christian community so we could do life together. It's about doing life together. Glory to God. Meaning if you find a discount on one of the stores, you send to me and be like, hey, I just found 60% discount. You should also try and shop. And if you're looking for something to buy, you should go out there. That's what sharing together. You find something in the Bible that just astonishes you. You go in there and you want to search it out. You send it to someone and say, hey, look, you've got to look at this thing. I found it out in the Bible. It transformed my mind. You're going through a challenge in your home one day and maybe you just call and you say, look, my parents are really annoying and I just feel like moving out of this house. What do you think I should do? Sharing together, that's community. That's who we're created for. It's not just doing church together. It's doing what? Life together. Christian community is created to do life together. Glory to God. We're created to do life together. Our primary goal should be ensuring that every community we belong to, every community that we belong to has those three things shared interests, shared attitudes, shared goals. If we didn't say that we're Christians and we're from this kingdom of God, then that community that we belong to must then have a shared godly attitude hello a shared godly interest and a shared godly goal that's where the god part comes into it because believe you me it's not only in church you can find community right if you're in school you can find community in your workplace you can find community What makes this Christian community thing so different? is because we have the God aspect inside of it. It's one of the primary cultures of the kingdom of God. So if we say we're Christians and we really want to do this Christian journey, we must belong to a community that is solely based on godly attitudes, godly interests, and godly goals. Godly attitudes, godly interests, and godly goals. Now, this is the challenging part of all of this. It's the part where we now have to self-evaluate. It's where we now have to self-evaluate. Because I'm about to ask you a difficult question now. The question is, the community that you belong to, if you look at your life, you look at your circle of friends. You look at your circle of influence. Is it one that has godly interests, godly attitudes, and godly goals? You look at the people you spend the most of your time with. You look at the people that you communicate with on a day-to-day basis. You look at the people that affect your decisions. You look at the people that you call when you find yourself in a challenge. You look at the people that you, that you, that you relate with on a constant and you've got to ask yourself... Is this the kind of community that is going to build my faith? Is this the kind of community that is going to give me the true culture of the kingdom of God? Is this the kind of community where I'm going to be able to truly learn about the cultures of God and grow? It's not just about talking church. Hello? I want to emphasize this so much. There's a lot more than just talking church. This is about doing day-to-day life together doing day-to-day life together, we've got to ask ourselves the question, the community and friends I surround myself with, are their attitudes Christ-like? Are their interests Christ-like? Are their goals Christ-like? Do they go around living a life as people that have a primary aim to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant"? And frankly speaking you can look at me and you can say well you know these people have known them for all my life i grew up together with them i mean we went to college together i mean we went to university together they've been there for me they're my ride or die i know them all but the question is are those people ensuring you're growing spiritually do they have attitudes that are christ-like do they have interests that are christ-like hello hello But it seems that sometimes in our life we prefer loyalty to spiritual growth. Do we choose loyalty over spiritual growth? Being loyal to people because they've been there for you for so long but neglecting the growth that God wants to put in your life. Neglecting the place that God wants to take you. Community is a place where we grow, where we encourage, where we inspire each other. That's community, and that's a primary culture of the kingdom of God. Because that's one of the reasons God has created every one of us for community, for fellowship but not just any kind of community, not just any kind of fellowship, but community and fellowship that is what, I've said this so many times already today, I'm hoping that if you don't take anything, you take this away, but it's what, you have shared interests, Christ-like interests, Christ-like attitudes, and Christ-like goals. God would rather put you in a community that makes you uncomfortable for a season, but will ensure that you grow. You may say to yourself that, look, the reason I didn't really like this godly Christian community thing is I don't feel too comfortable around them it's not just my thing I don't really like their faces I don't like the way they look at me they don't greet me they didn't tell me happy birthday when it was my birthday God would rather put you in a community that makes you feel uncomfortable for a season but ensures that you grow For someone here, maybe you're listening to me and you're struggling to come out of that friendship circle that you're in. You're scared of coming out of that friendship circle because you don't believe that you'll find friends and people who would love you. You don't believe that you'll find friends and people who would truly care for you the way those friends have cared for you who maybe you can have banter with and have chit-chat with and completely be yourself. And maybe the Holy Spirit has been telling you in your heart that look, you've got to break out of there because there's a place I'm taking you that looks nothing like where you are right now. But there's a community you need to get into because you need to get out of where you are right now. But you've looked at yourself and you're like, I can't get out of this. Where am I going to find people that care for me the way these people are? care for me but you know in your heart that spiritually you're not growing because of that community you belong to you're even afraid of talking about God with these people you're afraid of talking or telling them anything about your Christian faith why because you're scared that maybe they'll talk to you in a certain way you're scared that they'll tell you that you're doing rubbish when it comes to God you're scared that they'll insult your faith and insult the thing the one thing that you believe in and so you keep that aside I'm narrating someone's life now and every single day every morning you go to god and you pray but a life that you live out outside of that is completely contrary to the things that you study as hard as it may be god wants you to break out of that community and join a godly spirit-filled community one that can ensure your growing One that can ensure that you're advancing. One that can ensure that you're really pursuing purpose and you're doing the things that God wants to do in your life. God wants to use us in community more than we could ever imagine. God wants to use us in community more than we can ever imagine glory to God feel this Holy Spirit is telling me that there's someone else right now you're scared of community because you don't want any form of accountability in your life the reason you run away from community is because you don't want any form of accountability you don't want anyone to just know anything that you do and you know this in your heart You don't want anyone to know the business that you do. You don't want anyone to know the people you're talking to. You may be in a relationship. You don't want anyone to know about the relationship. Let me just say this and say this out. If you're in a relationship, and I'm talking about a romantic relationship. If you're in a relationship without accountability, that is the greatest formula for failure. You've set yourself up for primary failure. You've set yourself up for it already. On the pathway of failure. I can't say this in a nicer way. I've, I've thought about a better word. Sorry, but I really can't say it in a nicer way. But for someone, you're running away from godly community because you don't want any form of accountability. You just want, you want to tell everybody, look, just mind your business. Leave me and my God. But No. Community is not a place where people come and they judge you. Godly community is not a place where people come and condemn you or criticize you or shame you. No. It's where people make you grow. Where you can grow. Where you can tell people, look, I'm struggling with this. Did you ever go through this in your relationship? How did you ever get past it? Did you ever go through this when you were single? How did you ever get past this? Look, I've got this habit that I do every single day and I want to stop it, but I really don't know how to stop it. Did you ever go through that? How did you stop it when you went through it? That's what community is. Shared victories, and shared challenges. Glory to God. Shared victories, shared challenges. That's godly community. That's the community we try to build here. That's the community we encourage here. That's the community and that's exactly what we're about here. About your growth, about your advancement, about you fulfilling that which the Lord has laid in your heart. But you cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. You may say, oh, but I belong to a church. Belonging to a church is not the same thing as belonging to a godly community. You see, there's a Christian community that may exist in that church that you may not belong to. And this is very easy because I used to do this before, to be honest. You come to church, you say hi to a few people, and then poof, you're off. No one knows anything about your life. No one knows anything about what you do. You're not embedded into community. You're not stuck into what they do there. You just come in, you run out. That's not being part of a community. Being part of a community is getting stuck in. Getting stuck in. Getting stuck in. Glory to God. Glory to God. God wants us to be part of a godly community. He wants us to be part of a godly community. Because we must understand... God has a plan for our lives. And He knows the kind of atmosphere that we would grow and flourish in. What is community? It creates an atmosphere for you to flourish in. It creates an atmosphere for you to grow in. It matters where you plant this soil, you plant the seed. It matters. God understands the atmosphere you when God puts you in a Christian community he understands that you will grow in this atmosphere so when you keep withdrawing back when you keep going back because maybe you don't like the places that you see maybe you found someone there that you don't really get along with and so you never want to be there when they're there as well but God has put you in that community so you could grow but you need to get stuck in that's what happens when a seed is planted what happens is when you plant a seed you just you, you put it inside you need to get stuck in be part of what's happening. Glory to God. Some of you are part of the things that we're doing here in Royal Tribe Chop. But one thing I need to tell you is you need to get stuck in. Be part of what God is doing here. Be part of what God is doing here. Get stuck in to what God is doing here. He understands the atmosphere that you can flourish in. He understands the atmosphere that you can grow in. Don't expect to become a huge tree of success growing in trash. No. God will put you in a community so you could grow. Who in your community is making you better? Who in your community is pushing you? Who in your community is drawing you closer to God? Who in your community is giving you biblical advice when you need it? Who in your community is drawing your ear when you make a mistake? Or when you say you're about to do something silly and they're drawing you and you're saying, look, I know what you think is the right thing. It's really not the right thing. This is what you should do. When you're about to make that silly decision and you call that person to be like hey look i'm about to take this step and they call you back to order you're like no you were christian that's not the life you should live okay well yes you said a few things which are wrong and you probably should not have said that to that person but you don't need to take it any further godly community building yourself up in a godly community building yourself up in a godly community Your community can either accelerate your growth or can stunt your growth. Your community can either accelerate your growth or stunt your growth. Glory to God. The community that you belong to, it can accelerate you to your next level. what happens in community firstly in community you get to rub off on people who make you better in community you get to rub off on people who make you better because in community you find people who pour into you but you also find people you can pour into someone once said to me oh I can't come there because everyone is all younger than me well why don't you pour into them spiritual maturity has nothing to do with age by the way but don't just look at your life and think hold on a second there's nothing I'm going to do there see the Christian community referred to a day like this like, as Pentecost Sunday what happened on Pentecost Sunday? Pentecost Sunday was the day the Holy Spirit came to reside on earth right Pentecost the day of Pentecost is the day the Holy Spirit came to reside on earth and we saw the Holy Spirit being introduced as when the Holy Spirit came to have an indwelling in man because even though we see the Holy Spirit throughout the whole Bible he only came upon men but this time around he came to dwell permanently in man and you can't convince me that Jesus only told 120 people to wait there must have been more than 120 probably told a crowd of people, wait until you've been endowed with power. How many people showed up in that room? 120. The others probably thought, we'll watch you online. (laughs) Glory to God. 120 showed up in that room. The others thought, you know what? People are celebrating Pentecost. I know Jesus has told us to wait. This is the day that we're celebrating 50 days after the Passover. Why don't we go outside and celebrate today and come back some other time? I'm gonna leave this community that God has told me to belong to, and I'm gonna go do something else, and maybe later on I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be serious in it. But no, God had told them stay together, be a community, wait as a community, wait on me as a community, and I'll endow you with power. That's what God Jesus told them. 120 people showed up, 120 people were in that place. You also can't tell me that every single of those 120 people believed what Jesus said. You would find a few people who were just there because maybe they just dragged them. Just just come. Maybe one person that was there was just bored. Didn't know what to do with themselves. So they just followed their friend and waited in that room. I'm sure some of the 120 may have thought to themselves, I'm sure this thing Jesus said... (laughs) be endowed with power like i mean when he was here we really cast out demons he gave us authority but he's not here how's it going to happen like are we going to see somebody walking through the door and hand over power to us one after the other when we're walking past they didn't know the, the way it was going to happen but every single person in that room every single person got baptized with the holy spirit every single person both the ones that believe and those that were maybe having doubts when you were in community you get to rub off on people things that you would not have gotten on your own that's what happened in community that's what happens in community glory to god you rub off on other people there's things that i've gotten there are things that i've seen that was only because of the people that were around me that was only because of the community that i found myself in there are people who know better than you. There are people maybe who have a greater grace in certain aspects of their lives. There are people who have a greater anointing in certain aspects of their lives. When you rub yourself with them, when you hang around your when you hang around them, what do you do? You tap into what they have. You tap into what they have. That's the purpose of community. That's why God has created us to be in community. This is what community is all about. This is what community is all about. You get to rub off on people who make you better. You get to rub off on people who make you wiser. You get to rub off on people who just... Look, there are some people who... The thing you're looking for, the reason why you've not been able to find help is the help is in community. But you're running away from that community. There are people we could be a blessing to hear, but we don't know. in community you get your needs met in community you get your needs met glory to god what happens in community in community you get your needs met we can only visit you when you're sick when you're in a community and we know that you're sick glory to god now the holy spirit could tell us that someone is not feeling too well but the honest truth is there's nobody's job here who it is that the Holy Spirit tells every night, This is what's wrong with this person, go. This is what's wrong with this other person, go. No. <laughs> Why the community? So you can share when we don't see you in Connect Group, for example. We can ask, Why were you not there on Sunday? And they say, Oh, I've not been feeling too well. Then we know, then we can pray with you. Glory to God. You get your needs met. You get your needs met. You say, oh, just pray with me. I'm seeking for a new job. Pray with me. I need a promotion here. Pray with me. This is what I want to study at university. And I need help regarding this course, this subject. Then someone in that same community can be like, oh, hold on this person. Hold on a second. This person just finished university from this uni. This person studied this same course you're going to study in university. This person just came out of this challenge. Maybe you can have a chat with that person. And you learn and you grow. You get your needs met in community. You get your questions answered. What happens in community? You get your questions answered. Glory to God. I was asking a few of the workers that came last week that what happens when you have biblical questions? What happens when you read the Bible and don't have questions? What, sorry, what happens when you read the Bible and you have questions? What do you do with those questions? Do you not have questions when you read the Bible? Because You should. God gave you a brain and it's to think on the things that you read. So when you read the Bible, you should have questions. Hold on a second. Why did Moses do this? Why did God do this? Why did this happen here? Why did that happen here? Why didn't it happen this other way? But God had said this and this other thing happened. Inasmuch as yes, we interact with the Holy Spirit on the inside, there are sometimes that we may have questions that you can throw and ask others. What do you think about this scripture? That's what happens in community. Glory to God. I'm rushing through this. In community, we stay accountable. We stay accountable in community. Because this Christian journey, there's more out there to make you fall than you can imagine. You need accountability. I need accountability. I love Jesus. Look. Glory to God. Jesus had just been baptized with the Holy Spirit. He had just gone to the wilderness and defeated the devil. He came out of the wilderness. Shouldn't he just be feeling on high? Like, I can take on the world. What did Jesus do? He went to find 12 people that he can become accountable to. Jesus went to find community. He found some fishermen. He said, come, come, come. Come and follow me around. It wasn't just for them. It was for him too. It wasn't just for them, it was for him. This is Jesus. Trust me, if Jesus needed community, you need community. (laughs) Fully, Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. He could have just decided to take on everything himself. But he knew he needed community. He knew he needed people that would ask him certain questions. Oh, what what, what were you doing there? I'm sure when Thomas saw him with the lady by the well, he's like, Jesus, what are you thinking about? (laughs) Ask certain questions. Someone who can tell you, hold on a second, you're going on vacation. What are you going to do there? How many rooms did you book? What's the plan? People that can ask you questions. Accountability. Accountability. That's what community is for. It's for accountability. What do we get in community? We get to sharpen ourselves. Bible says, "Iron high iron." We get to sharpen ourselves in community. Glory to God. We get to sharpen ourselves in community. We stay sharp. And finally, in community, there is unity. There is love. And to be honest, it's been a massive challenge even in this lockdown because everyone seems to be at home. And these days, to be honest, in a COVID situation that we find ourselves in, you don't just can't. It's not just about physical community. You can belong to online community as well. That's why we have things like connect groups where you could come and hang around online and say, even if he's just saying hi to someone else. Even if he's just saying, hey, guys, you know what? I've got an interview and I just need prayers. Even if he's just saying, hey, guys, I've got an exam. I just need help in this area. Or asking a question, saying, hold on. I struggled with this thing and I struggled to believe it. Can somebody please explain to me why this thing in the Bible says this? It's with unity. Godly community is for unity as well. And this is the reason why, even as we open up for everyone to come in, we've said, okay, you can come into church from next week Sunday. Not only have we done that, but next week Sunday, as a matter of fact, we have a great community feast here. We're going to have food, which always brings people together. We're going to have games. We're going to have a great time together on the basis of community. So come be a part of that community. This is an official invite, by the way. Come be a part of the official community. Haven't you stayed at home long enough? (laughs) Glory to God. Haven't you stayed at home long enough? Some of you have been to, since they opened restaurants out in the outside. Some of you have been to almost all the restaurants around your area. Come to church and be part of godly community. Glory to God. Come to church and be part of godly community. Come and see faces you maybe haven't seen in a while. Even the ones that you're not happy with. Come and see their faces too. (laughs) Maybe they've changed their attitude. You don't know. Come and see it. Glory to God. Next week Sunday, plan to be at church. Plan to be at church say hey, I haven't been to church in a while maybe I've gotten too comfortable, maybe I now wake up late and I've gotten too comfortable but next week Sunday I'm going to plan to be there I'm going to want to just fellowship with people in community, I'm just going to want to dine with people in community, I'm going to want to chat with people in community because godly community was created for me, because godly community was created for my growth because godly community was created for love godly community was created for fellowship so I'm going to be be there so that I can be part of fellowship so I can be part of community Community is personal. There's some aspects of this I couldn't get into because our time is up. But one thing community is is community is personal. Community is personal. How is it personal? When you have a challenge, guess what happens? Somebody can call you up. Hey, how are you doing? You told me you were struggling with this. How's it how's it looking now? Are you doing any better? Oh, I've, I've been praying for you just to let you know I'm praying for you it's personal somebody once said oh nobody ever wished me happy birthday the truth is we didn't know it was your birthday firstly so it's personal when you come we're able to find out details about you we're able to celebrate you glory to God we're able to celebrate you I know the weather is not so good right now but we can always come together as community next week sunday is going to be an explosive time here we're just going to just dwell together in unity and as one community make this your only plan for next week sunday glory to god make this your only plan for next week sunday Now, next week, Sunday, when someone asks you what you're doing for the rest of the week, look forward to it. See, I'm going to be hanging around with people who have shared attitudes, who have shared interests and shared goals for the kingdom of God. They're the ones I'm going to be hanging around with so I can have fellowship together with them. Amen. Maybe you've been looking for a community to belong to. Maybe for peradventure, you look at the people around you, your circle of influence, and they're really not taking you anywhere. They're not advancing the heart you know you have for God. Every time you hang around them, you feel good. You have nights out, right? You guys, you know, you drink whatever it is you drink, play games, you have fun, you know, you chit-chat, you talk about whatever you talk about. But there's no advancement. There's no spiritual advancement on your inside. You know there's something missing. Right here at Royal Tri-Church, we just don't build a community based on love. We build a community based on unity. And our primary aim here is to see you grow in your spiritual life. To see you fulfill the purpose that God created you for. That's what we set out to do here. And we'll go through any length to just see you flourish. We'll go through any length to see you flourish. Because that's what we want to do. We want to see you grow. We want to help you answer your questions. And you could help us as well, to be honest. It's not a one-way thing. You could help us. Where you are right now, like I said last week Sunday, there must be someone. there may be someone out there who wants to get to where you are. And the person is here. And frankly speaking, God needs you to be part of this community so you can help someone else. Even as someone else is helping you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Make a decision. You can send an email. Hopefully they'll pull the email address right now on the screen. And I want you to send an email. Contact at royaltribechurch.org Yeah? It's right there on the screen. Contact at royaltribechurch.org send an email, say, I want to be part of that community that's all, one line, I want to be part of it we'll contact you we discuss the word we fellowship together, not just that, we have fun we have an awesome time glory to God and we're growing, we see the growth in our life because growth is evident we're growing in our careers we're growing in our academics we're doing well in our health We're doing well in places that we, wherever we get into. We're prospering on every side. We're flourishing on every side. Why? Because we are where God has planted us. We are where God has planted us and we're flourishing. And we're growing in grace. And we're growing in knowledge. And we're growing in wisdom. Because the name of the Lord is glorified. Because we have him as our source. Because we have him as our anchor. Because our soul praises him wherever we go.
0: Thank you for listening to the Royal Tribe Church podcast. If you'd like to share how you've been blessed, you can get in touch with us by sending an email to contact royaltribechurch.org or if you'd like to know more about us, you can visit our website at royaltribechurch.org. Remember to follow us on social media. That's Royal Tribe Church on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again for joining us.